Welcome to Big Blend Radio with your hosts, Lisa and Nancy, editors of BigBlendMagazine.com. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Big Blend Radio's quality of life show. Uh, you know, we love to talk about health. We like to talk about spirituality. But what about astrology? Uh, this is a very exciting uh, time. Uh, we're going to be chatting with Dr. Alicia Blando. She is going to talk about her upcoming new book. It is called Open for Interpretation, A Doctor's Journey into Astrology. It's coming out through She Writes Press, an amazing uh, publishing house. Uh, it comes out June 27th, 2023. So if, if, you know, if you're catching this later, it's out. Go get it. And if you're catching it beforehand, you can pre-order it through all those places. You can just go to the doctor's website. It's aliciablando.com. That's B-L-A-N-D-O. It's very interesting because her book really takes her through her journey uh, getting into astrology and really looking at how astrology can merge into the world of Western medicine. And um, many of you probably know Western medicine didn't happen without Ayurveda and Vedic, uh, the Vedic scriptures back in India. So I find this very fascinating. I got all into Ayurveda many years ago. And I always think, you know, Ayurveda talks about working with nature. And I think that's what astrology is. It's understanding nature and science. And um, there's just so much more to it. And I love that you've covered that. So welcome to the show, doctor. How are you? I'm doing great, thank you. I am so happy that you um, have connected Ayurveda with astrology because they are part of the five limbs of the Vedas. And um, Ayurveda is the plant medicine that you use on on earth. And and the astrology part of it is looking at the person's signs um, and seeing how... uh, the skies describe the person and based on um, the astrology uh, you can actually see based on the horoscope how the planets were plotted on a horoscope at the date time and location of your birth you can you can tell many things about a person Um, there's 12 sections pie-shaped sections in a horoscope and each of those sections deals with 12 areas of life, including the self, how you make your money, your relationships with your brothers and sisters, your home, um, how you, uh, children, relationships, um, romantic relationships, and even um, your work, your occupation, and diseases. Mm. And one thing different um, about astrology compared to Western medicine is I found that you can actually time when a disease or when a specific um, episode of your life, like marriage, when you will have the tendency to have these um, episodes occur. And then when you have um, illnesses as defined by how... um, you live your life, you know, your habits, mm-hmm. as well as your genetic predisposition. Um, you can use the Ayurveda to balance the imbalance uh, of nature in your body. Now, mm-hmm. um, I want to say that Western medicine, which I practice, is the best for acute illnesses. If you have a heart attack or a stroke, yes. We can, uh, we can help that. We can stop the stroke, stop the heart attack in its tracks. And allopathic medicine, Western medicine is best for that. Mm. What Ayurvedic is used for is, it's a soft and gentle way to help your body balance itself um, into a more na- natural way. It's not uh, jarring. You know, it's not like surgery. We're not going to cut into you. What it does is it slowly works with your habits and hopefully your habits will be, um, will be. It's body, uh, mind, and spirit. It's all encompassing, right? Because, I mean, I know that it, the original, I think they said the first arm that was broken was healed through Ayurveda, but it wasn't like, okay, now we're going to put a rod in your arm and we're going to sew you up and do all this. It was more of a natural, slower thing, but it's kind of the balance thing I think is fascinating about it because it goes 
you have to really know your birth date too and where you were born. So it really does tie in with astrology. And I wonder, because it goes in your genetics too, that now that we're starting to learn more about DNA, are we going to start to really, is this going to align even more with astrology and what we can do in Western medicine through what? understanding DNA? You know what I mean? I just feel like it's all coming together. Yes, yes, yes. You know, I have to explain that DNA, uh, you can see actual strands of DNA on a, um, on a microscope, electronic microscope that can zone in on your DNA. Wow. And um, DNA is building blocks. There are four nucleotides that are the basic building blocks of DNA. So that's um, adenine, guanine, thymine, and ATG, <laughs> adenine, thymine, guanine. And I forget the last one, but there's four building blocks that make up uh, the human all organic life, humans, um, plants, animals, okay? So what they're doing now is they're reading the DNA and they're able to manipulate it to help with cancer, liver, uh, liver problems, genetic wow. problems. Um, but the way I see it is DNA is looking down at the microscope at the uh, blueprint of life. When you look up at the telescope to see how the planets are um, aligned, that is also um, a type of information of the person. It's a blueprint mm. of your, an astrological blueprint. I call it a metaphysical biology. Mm. If, you go, if you go to a, an astrologer um, and you have um, a horoscope made, which is where the planets were placed at the time, date, and location of your birth, they can pretty much tell you your tendencies for life at the time of your birth. Mm. Okay. But also that, that's uh, dependent on the map reader, the astrologer. Um, but that is one interesting thing that um, I'm trying to incorporate into Western medicine in my own little way by yeah. writing this down um, and talking about it because it's cheaper than a micro uh, than an MRI. <laughs> right. Because you can kind of look at timing. And I know a lot of people have done this and also look at there's, you know, they say Chinese uh, horoscopes, then there's also the Ayurvedic side. So then we get into, okay, now you're a Pisces or you're a Ram or a Taurus. But I kind of, when you look at it all, we just had different calendars in a way, right? It's kind of the same thing. And it's interesting when you look at it, how, like, even when you talk about all the planets being aligned, that's a form of balance. If, if the earth doesn't spin correctly on her axle, then, you know, we're going to, we're all, I mean, then, you know, we're going to be upside down, you know, we, <laughs> right now we're spinning and we can't really see that we're spinning. It's, it's amazing, isn't it? Like when we go back to that. And yes, the world is not flat, people. The world is round. And this is how, I mean, we're these floating little things, right? And so when you think about astrology and then us as individuals, we are part of those balance, that balance with, with the planets, right? So we are spinning, the planets are spinning. And if, you know, we get off kilter, then we're not spinning so good. Does that make sense? Yes, yes. You know what? I have to say two things. When I was in the Amazon, um, mm. and I worked with shamans, different shamans. One of my uh, teachers had talked about um, the, the native people thinking of the sky as an extension of nature mm. that they're not able to access. But all Ooh. over the world, there is... Um, uh, the the differences like between Chinese and Western um, uh, meta, uh, astrology is because of the culture from where they originated. Mm. You know, somebody in India is going to see a different sky than in um, the United States, uh, mm. and so that's where the differences are in um, interpretation. They used it to survive. Um, the farmers, uh, they learned about the seasons. They learned to correlate uh, the, the pattern right. of the sky with when the seasons are going to come. Um, every year, there's four different seasons. Uh, 
but each uh, is different in duration and events. Um, every day the sun rises, but you know, we have a different event uh, every day. But yeah. uh, the, the reason why um, I really liked astrology, it's because it's an extension of nature. Do you know, um, I think of myself as a human animal. Um, we're just smarter mm -hmm. than the other animals, um, but we're all, we're all made of the same stuff. And we're just able See, to- See, I don't think we're smarter. I think we're actually, we don't understand the animals yet because no. we're always finding new things all the time about animals and going, oh, like trees, right? How we're finding out that we're actually connected to trees. There's a percentage, teeny percentage of our DNA that's connected to trees. And then we're learning how trees communicate and help each other as villages. So I think that we're still learning and that's the beauty of science, right? Is that we're always learning something new and then people get mad. Well, you told me to drink coffee and then you told me not to drink coffee. Well, that's because science is always evolving just like the planets are spinning, you know? So science, I, I feel like people got to, you know, those who don't believe in science, um, you're alive because of it. So <laughs> get on with it. Um, it's always gonna evolve and we have to just understand that life is always changing and evolving, but animals, there, we spend so much of our time and our background, Nancy and I's background is observing wildlife and knowing and learning. And you will see things, it's just not what humans are used to. And, but, and we've always mimicked nature. Everything we do is mimicking nature. So I just, I really believe it's just, we don't quite understand everything yet. And we haven't learned it yet because we're so busy being human. That, and that is where our disconnect comes from. When you talk about um, ancient peoples learned from the sky, they learned from weather patterns. They can tell, um, I know from travel, you know, I'll go from the desert Southwest to the Southeast. And I'm one of those people, I'm getting up at four in the morning for the sunrise because this animal's gonna come out and this is gonna happen. And then I get to the Southeast and they're all looking at me like, good luck with that. In the Southeast, I'm up at four in the morning, it's dark, I don't care what time of year it is. And it's swampy and you can't take photographs because there's humidity taking over your camera. So it's a different thing, different sky, right? So I don't know, I just, I feel like the more we incorporate what you're talking about in astrology into medicine and into life, that it, there's this whole area we still haven't, we haven't done it yet. We have, we're not there yet, but we were tied to nature for so long. And the more we keep building buildings and paving paradise, we're disconnecting from it. And astrology is more than reading a newspaper headline. Of, this is what's going to happen to you today, you know? Right. I have to correct myself. When I said um, uh, we're smarter than animals, I think, um, thank you for correcting me. I think what I- Oh, I'm not correcting. I just, just my personal opinion. That's, oh, you know. No, I was, uh, my thoughts um, are that we are just able to control our environment. But- mm. uh, you know, but we're still animals in this natural world. And um, what you were saying, oh, what was it that you were saying? Um, uh, About the animals or the sky? You know, science, science mm. is nature, okay? It's the study of nature. And you can't separate science uh, from nature because that's what we study, mm. okay? So it's not this technical thing. We use techniques to study nature. And um, I think that's what, what science does. And um, there is this quote, uh, I can't remember. He, he was, um, he was uh, an astronaut. He says, there are only gaps in nature that we don't understand mm. and we need to fill those gaps in. It's mm. not as if the world is a secret, but we just don't know what we mm -hmm. don't. And with astrology, it's not as, it's not a new, um, it's not, mm -hmm. a, it's not new. Um, what uh, the interpretation is, is done by ancient astrologers from years and years of observing people and nature and trying to make the connection to survive. And, yeah. and um, I think that what I would like to do is go back uh, to what um, the ancients knew and apply it. There's um, 
uh, an ancient Afghani um, or African tribe that talks about a Sankofa bird, S-A-N-K-O-F-A bird. It's a bird with its head turned back with an egg in its mouth. And um, what it means is to look, uh, to move into the future, we need to remember the past. Mm, and absolutely. This is the time we have all sorts of techniques. Also, you know, NASA gives us all this information and astrology is a theory, okay? Um, of 12 of twelve sections in a circle with uh, the seven or eight planets, um, you know, depending on which culture you're, uh, you're referring mm. to. It's a theory of how these planets around us affect us. And I think um, what happens is I think they give off energy. This is just my opinion. Mm -hmm. They give off energy and it affects us. Look at the sun. Um, you know that if you stay out in the sun too long, you're going to get burned. Yeah. Don't look at my skin. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, doctor, don't look. Don't look. <laughs> no, I just came, I just came uh, from a long walk uh, three months ago and I said, I'm not going to bring my hat because I was too far away and I forgot to put my sunscreen and, you know, I still got burnt in this <laughs> Las Vegas hot sun. Um, but think of it this way. Um, the, the, the universe is made out of electromagnetic mm -hmm. energy, magnetic energy, uh, microwaves, um, uh, microwave heats my, my food. Um, when you think of music, Music is waves, mm -hmm. sound waves. And I want you to think about when you hear a certain music, it changes you, it evokes mm -hmm. something in you, like an emotion. It could be um, when a certain flute music, uh, I hear a certain flute music, I can't listen to it too much because I remember my mother and, you know, she's passed and oh. I just, it just brings out such emotion in me. When you smell flowers, you know, you can't see it, but mm -hmm. they also have um, some, they emit uh, chemicals. And I think that the revolutions of the planets, think of it, they're cycles. Mm -hmm. You think of energy as cycles per second. Um, the moon changes um, or it has a revolution of 30 to 31 days a month. And that is the closest planet to us. And it affects our emotion sometimes. Yeah. Well, we always talk about, you know, full moon fever. People go wild at the moon. And then if you're at the ocean and the, and the moon, there's a, you know, and like the, the ocean is one of those things that you're talking about too, with the rhythm and, and the water, which gets us back to childhood you know, as a baby before an infant in, in the mother's womb, you know, I think you're, you're really right because it's all vibration, sound, vibration, and these cycles, energy all go hand in hand. And music can change according to even your chakra level. Like this is going to be painful. This is going to be annoying. There's, I mean, I'm a huge music person and there's some music I just dude, I don't know what it's doing, man, but it ain't going with my chakras today. That's not happening. But it could be, you know, it's a sound like breaks. When you hear the a sound of a break, you know, that's a terror sound. That means something is off balance. So I, I think everything you, you're talking about is these, this cyclical balance, right? So we're always twirling and you can't, you can't roll, you know, if you're out of balance, you can't roll forward. And to talk about the moon again, our body is made out of 70% water. Okay. Yeah. So the moon affects us, the full moon affects, just like it affects the tides, it affects us. You were talking about a baby in a womb. It's in a, it's in a sack of fluid. So yeah. yes, the moon uh, will affect us, um, especially it's the closest object to us. That's mm. why it affects us so much. Um, the other, the other, think of the other planets, they have their own orbits. And um, Saturn, uh, Uranus, and Pluto are really very far. So that's why it, it takes them um, years 
to make a revolution. That's why you don't see their changes so much. Think mm-hmm. about um, when you were younger, you know, uh, uh, from four to 10, those changes are mm-hmm. very subtle, but they're, but they're there. You don't mm-hmm. see it by the way. Like with the moon, you could be angry, like you said, uh, full moon fever. Um, <laughs> I told it to turn into a werewolf, you know. <laughs> but that's lore too, right? Everybody, because you could see people in the profile, their profiles. You know, when you think about the legends and the stories passed down through ancient times, they could see people's profiles they couldn't see before, and so it was like a whole different side of a person that you weren't seeing during daylight. You know what I mean? So that I think actually adds to that, but it is a whole other way to look at things is like what you're talking about. It gives us this other theory, this other, let's look at this too, because this is part of why we are here. Now we are here. It is, you know? And also um, the one of the things that you can learn um, about yourself, um, if you if you want to, you really need to to study it like any other subject. But you can learn a lot about yourself. To me, I learned a lot. Mm-hmm. I was um, in my 20s, uh, late 20s, and I wasn't sure that I wanted to be a doctor because I was so scared of not doing well, especially mm. in the AIDS. And so that's when I started looking. Um, you know what? People said, oh, just because you can do it, you should be a doctor. It's a good profession. It's noble, blah, blah, blah. But I wasn't helping anybody um, because at that time, during the early 90s, there was no cure for AIDS. Right. So I was in New York and I saw all these people that were having their street um, street uh, offices, um, the palm readers, the tarot readers, and the psychics, and I wanted to try them. Yeah. I uh, you know, maybe they have a different point of view. That's when I started looking for a guidebook for life. Because I was thinking, you know, we have all sorts of guidebooks in medicine, you know, how to treat a heart attack, how to treat a stroke, how to treat diabetes. Somebody somewhere must have thought, how can we decipher life? And so uh, traveling, um, traveling in uh, South America, uh, working with the Amazonian shamans mm-hmm. and then police, the, um, the healers, um, the midwives, seeing what they do. I wanted to see how they do things without lab results, without MRIs, x-rays. And they relied on nature. And Mm. also one thing that was interesting, um, in Belize, uh, the two healers that I had worked with, they talked about the plants they picked waking up at certain times of the day. And then they would call on the spirits of the plants to please uh, help me, even if I don't believe, help me um, with my unbelief, they would say, um, to help heal people. Mm. And, you know, um, one of the reasons, one of the people that influenced me was Rosita Arvigo. She was um, a, a doctor of osteopathic medicine. She had moved from Chicago to live in um, Belize, to learn from the shaman was getting old. And uh, to learn, you know, he had the information about all the plants in his area cataloged in his memory. And with him dying, there's nobody to carry on because people didn't want to Mm -hmm. in the, um, the jungle and not have air conditioning and not have a grocery store to, to get your food. Um, so she, um, I don't say sacrifice because I don't think she saw it as a sacrifice. She wanted to do this. Mm-hmm. So um, I think, you know, I have to hand it to her. She inspired me to kind of look at things in a different way, in her way. Mm-hmm. And, um, honor the way she honored her um, mentor. Mm-hmm. And she wrote a book. Um, it's called uh, Sastun. That's, I read that in early 1990s. She had written Mm. it in 1985. And what she did to spread the word is she took um, the abdominal massage to help women with their menstrual cycles, with their abdominal Mm -hmm. pain. And she put herself out in the United States 
and she did healing sessions. And so I went to one of her healing sessions and I learned what she wa wanted to teach, what she wanted to keep alive for women's health. Mm. Um, the reason why I wrote this book was because I learned so much from my astrology teacher. Um, I found her. I was, I moved from Fort Myers to Miami Beach mm -hmm. and we, um, I met six people. We all met because of this yoga on the beach at 6 p.m. And I found out all six of us were wanting to get a new life. One person uh, became um, moved to become a, a restauranteur from New York. Another one was a PR person for um, a very famous New York City mayor. And, uh, you know, another two co uh, a couple moved from New Jersey to start a new business in Miami. So we're just mm. like getting along. And one of them um, had told me about Iris who gave demonstrations on Wednesdays. And uh, she said, I go to her every year and I talk to her about my business contacts, different people, my relationships, and she's been pretty good. And she has uh, demonstrations every Wednesdays. So we, um, like four of us went, and we saw about 10 other people. And what she did was she, um, her helpers gave us a, a, a piece of paper to fill out their, our birth date time. And they would fill out where the planets were located at the time of our birth. Mm. I, said, I said to my friend, how is Iris gonna read all of us? And then there's like 10 or 15 people. There were 40 seats. And I said, I don't like to fight for attention. And she says, you'll see, you'll see. She started at 7.30 and went till two. She read uh, about eight people just from um, the piece of paper. And, you know, she said, read your planets. She was kind of psychic too. After a while, she mm -hmm. said she was doing this for many years. And um, she had told me I would be, I was, uh, I had a strong ninth house which is the house of uh, long distance travel and um, higher education. And I was supposed to be a, a doctor um, or, or um, in the area of higher education. And she told me, you're gonna make many more moves. And I, uh, <laughs> at that time, every five years I had moved from college to medical school, from New York to Wisconsin, to uh, Fort Myers, then Miami, and then I moved to Oakland and then <laughs> Vegas. Um, so it was very interesting. And one thing that I realized is she didn't mind teaching. Mm, so, that's nice. Yeah, so she had classes, intermittent classes uh, a couple times uh, a year and I went to them. And I learned, I wrote this book initially with the goal of honoring her and her teachings and trying to bring it out to the world and see that you don't have to be, um, <clears throat> you don't have to rely on anybody mm -hmm. to look at your chart. And so what I do is I give simple ways to um, interpret the chart, but um, it's not complicated. But you, but it is complicated if you want to um, interpret for yourself mm -hmm. because it takes some time. You know, you you studied Ayurveda. You it, know, the, it's uh, it's hard to understand and really get the. You have to get into it. Yeah, you, you have to just jump in and start learning and doing. And and through Ayurveda, I learned like there's a whole other world of balance. Like you were talking about doshas, and it did go into when you were born and I don't know what time I was born. So every time I look at astrology, I'm like, well, I'm screwed. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> no, 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 you no. Know. You, you can look at the date. There's, there's mm -hmm. ways to, uh, to find out. Um, even though you don't know the time you were born, you could look at where the position of the moon is at the day of your birth, pick a day. And uh, the moon doesn't change all that much. It takes two and a half days to change. So if you put the moon on the top of the, the chart on, um, yeah, you can you can look at what your chart looks like. So there do you think there's ways to do this? And I feel like when you were talking about like there's psychics and tarot readers, and we've done many shows covering that. And I find it's all connected. And it's just everybody's got a different um, like you go into medicine, right? 
Mm-hmm. Um, nobody wants me to go into medicine. That's not a good thing. But <laughs> I'll, I'll do this, right? That's my thing. But, you know, so everybody's got their thing of who, who they are and what they do, right? And so I feel that way with um, psychics and mediums, tarot readers. It is connected to astrology. To me, I believe it is because it's, it is, um, it's it, an awareness is what I want to say. And there's different modalities according to awareness. And like some people learn better um, by listening. Some people learn better by reading. Some people need both. They want to watch a movie and they'll get it. Everybody's a little different. So we all take these things differently. What we do have is a huge um, external world of clutter that gets in the way. And so you've got to find, hey, I really want to do this take the time to learn. But I do believe there's that connection. And it's about clearing the path of external junk to have open reception. In other words, you've got to clean your windshield to drive. Right. You You know, especially this time of year. (laughs) (laughs) No, what I wanted to say is, I actually went to different um, different uh, people with different um, gifts. One of them was um, this elderly person. You wouldn't think he had any um, any sort of gifts. He was, uh, I believe he was uh, in maintenance at a hospital, but he had a Native American um, mentor that he had on his, uh, in his kitchen wall that allowed him to see um, to see the future for people. But he says, I don't know how I got this gift, but if I, he gets into some sort of uh, space where he has a connection, he talks to this mentor and she opens um, a curtain. He asks a question and he opens a curtain and then things come to him. Um, I also met, uh, a tarot card numerologist, psychic astrologer at a flea market in Southern Florida. One person or different people in one one place? At a flea market. Because I was having difficulty with a job and I knew I needed to quit. And she had said, oh, she asked me questions like, oh, you're having difficulty with a job. I don't think it's you, but I think you're in a rat race right now and you need to leave. And the one thing, this was my first, like, oh my God, people have these gifts that they can tell things about you. She had told me something that really shocked me. She had said in two days, two weeks or two months, you're gonna get a new job. You're gonna get everything. You're, you're not gonna have to worry about money. And um, she kept repeating it like a mantra. She says in the numerology, it says here, two, two is a, a, a very big number for you. So in, uh, within two weeks of when I quit, my girlfriend called me about an opening in the hospital in Miami Beach. And, you know, I was out of school. I didn't have much money um, saved up. And I didn't realize that the contract that I signed gave me severance pay so that I didn't have to worry about the first months, the last months and the current month's um, rent. Nice. And I was just floored. I said, how did she know this? Then um, I, uh, my mentor, my astrology mentor, Iris, she had, I, I, Kate, I, I decided what I was gonna do was live my life through astrology and see uh, if it works. I was going to experiment on my life. And so I went to her every couple months. And during the demonstrations, she would all, if I had a question about a relationship, a person at work, um, you know, a boyfriend, uh, a boyfriend, um, she could guide me in the right direction. That was my experiment. My experiment is on this book because I would ask her, do I need to move? Um, And she says, I don't, you know, Two years before I moved from Miami Beach to Oakland, she had told me, I don't see uh, the hospital in your future. 
And I thought, oh my God, this is a, a government hospital. They're going to close down. You know, no, yeah. I was not, they were not going to, they were stable. I was going to be moving. Okay. And I moved to, to Oakland. Um, I had originally wanted to write this book as an homage to her because she mm. taught me a lot. And I wrote a lot of the lessons that she taught me in that book. But then when I was starting to write it, I realized I didn't know much about her. And she had told me, when I told her about this dilemma, she said, I don't want to get too close. She says, I really, um, I really am close to you, but I don't want to get too close because I don't want to have what I see um, oh, tainted. Stir, stir up emotions because I only want to see good things for you. Mm. So, she said, so I respected that, you know, but we had a good relationship, you know, to her death. Um, and I consider her my friend as well as my mentor. And, um, you know, we still have the connection. Uh, mm. We still had the connection. Um, when she died, um, I couldn't visit her, but I went to visit her daughter a month later because I had the flu. And um, I had, uh, when I met Iris, I had the hobby of being a photographer. You know, mm. I just, uh, I didn't have the big equipment, but I just like to take pictures. And when I visited her daughter, Stacy, I saw on the refrigerator that she had a picture. Um, Stacy took a picture of her mother and it was almost uh she was seated in her wheelchair but you couldn't see the wheelchair she had white hair mm. the light from the elevator looked like she already had a halo she already wow. had a ghost and I kept saying oh that night that I visited her I wanted to take a picture exactly without the edges and you know because I was persnickety about pictures and um, so I took a picture because I wanted a memento of my friend. The next day when I visited um, Stacy, we were, we talked from like uh, two, we had lunch. We talked from lunch to um, early evening, like nine. And around dusk, she was saying to me, do you see something uh, by the door? And I said, no, no, no. I had... Um, I had told spirits when I was younger and I would feel them around me. Don't come to me mm -hmm. in my, during the day because you'll scare me, but you can come to me in my, my sleep and give me messages. And that's what they used to honor that. And I, I, would, I didn't want to look because I didn't want to see, even though mm -hmm. she was a friend in the earthly plane. Yeah. Then I said, okay, it's time to go. I'll talk to you later. It's so nice seeing you. I went back to the picture and I said, oh, my God, come here. There were rainbow colors all around. The oh, pit. wow. And I was so stunned. Um, That's wild. I, it, it's, it's very wild. And I was calling her and I said, oh, my gosh, she was here. She was here. And Stacy just said, I told you somebody was here. And, um, you know, cool. so I still have my connection with her. Um, but since I, uh, I didn't know much about her life, um, I said, I know what I, I went through. So it became a memoir, you know. That's awesome. My, my life and not hers. Yeah. And, but with her teachings. You know, I think so. that's really a good thing for people to get to understand on a personal level. You know, uh, memoirs really help pave the way because people can, I, can connect in, in They'll find somebody to connect with you in, in your writing and understand even a woman in the in the world of medicine delving out of it, you know, out of Western medicine, I should say, even while you're in it. Number one, it, um, being a woman in Western medicine is not easy. It's never been easy. So that's a that's a whole other thing, too. But then going into these fields and once you've been touched by something like the story you just shared. You can't go back. <laughs> you can't go back. You can't. I mean, we've been through a lot of those things, and and um, you you once you know, you cannot unknow it. You can't deny it. You can't deny that there's, you know, and that's why I believe like energy does not die. So 
anything that tells me energy is dead and like if you you know um in religion it's like you're gonna burn in hell i'm like no i'm not mm. <laughs> i'm not burning in hell because what i'll just come back in some other way because energy doesn't die it doesn't make sense it mm. doesn't die so mm. the, the whole fear thing and and i'm not gonna you know i'm not getting in trouble you know with everyone's religions and beliefs i'm just saying i don't believe in that because i scientifically it doesn't make sense but i do feel just in the last 20 years of what we've done with magazines and radio shows we've done interviews on all sides and i do believe that we're at this point in a very important time of everyone coming together uh, the science on the clock basically coming together it's not like psychics it's not all woo woo stuff there's science behind it mm -hmm. um and everyone that is a, a good prominent person that's been on our shows or we've been to that is not some you know give me five bucks weirdo because there's those and that's that's the important thing mm -hmm. is do not it, have the right people right and find the right mentors that are true true and not not a scam and that's the unfortunate thing is that people get even in the health world, Ayurveda world, the natural health world, you can get taken down the river so fast. So it's really important that people understand. And I think that's a, another good reason why you write it as a memoir. Um, but once you really realize it, it's all science and spirituality and science do are connected. Sorry, it just is. And, and we've been trying to split them for years and it hasn't worked. And the way the earth is changing right now if we don't get a grip and actually get it, I don't, we don't have that much, you know, future for us if we don't do it. I'm not trying to be weird, but I am. <laughs> no, 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 no. Um, I think we need to integrate all parts of ourselves. Mm -hmm. and, uh, and just like, uh, just like the different cultures have different viewpoints of astrology, you got to remember, you're still the same person. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> it's just a different point of view, just like a cardiologist will only look at your heart and a gastroenterologist will only look at your um, intestines. You know, it's, it's just a different point of view, but in the end, it's still you and you are part of nature. Yeah. See, this is why we're the big blend because yeah. you can't just look at one thing. No. It doesn't work in the body. It doesn't work in the spiritual house because you could be happy and then something upsets you, but how are you going to deal with it? it has to do with your core and that can affect, unhappiness can affect your, your physical health, right? We know that we're now getting to understand all of these things, how non-physical affects physical, physical affects spiritual and emotions, and even our chemical makeups can be changed through all of these things. And astrology is cool. I mean, remember digging into oh i'm a virgo which is means i'm annoying i am i'm detail oriented annoying incredibly loyal um and yeah dietary i once got into this whole thing <laughs> because i was having uh, dietary issues because i don't like, in africa i could eat anything over here everything makes me sick and it's because oh well, this is an organic and you know, again, I'm annoying. So everything must be pure and clean. But it's really true when you actually read and get really deep into it. I mean, I cannot deny what they're saying about who I am, what I am. And, and because it's, it's, it's like if someone betrays my trust, oh, you will see one fiery Virgo. It's, it's, uh, and yet most of the time, oh, happy go lucky, but you, you mess with me on that and you ruin the loyalty. We're going to, that's it, we're done. And so I never understood that truly about myself. And then you realize, yeah, that is who I am. And then you can kind of understand, oh, well, that's your makeup. And you can make changes too, once you know about yourself. That's oh, yes. a thing. That's a positive thing too. It's like, don't get so upset, but we do. <laughs> you can learn about yourself, but you also have to discriminate, like you said, who your teachers are. Um, <clears throat> you're a Virgo. You remember things, you may forgive, but you can remember because Mer oh, yeah. Mercury is your ruling planet. Oh, well, yeah, that's why everybody gets scared and everybody like, oh God, it's Mercury's coming around again. I'm like, that's right. I'm zapping your computers. I mean, you know, somebody did something somewhere. I'm zapping you all. No, but it's, it's interesting because like even dietary, I went vegan and did the whole, I mean, so much with Ayurveda. It was very, very calming to your body. It is very... Mm -hmm. 
I really, really, you know, I, I, I just can't say enough uh, positive. I mean, it's just such a good thing, practice. Um, and I'm out of practice, but I need to get back to it. It is very calming because it, it um, connects you back to your body. You know, people get scared to go to the doctor, but when you go to the doctor and something bad happens and you start to make changes to care for your body, you suddenly have this new dialogue with your body and you suddenly start to have this conversation with your body that you may not. And I think psychics have that conversation a little bit more because they meditate and do those things to open, close different places. And sometimes you need those shocks in life medically to um, get back to what you're supposed to do. You, how many times do you hear someone who has cancer or some big illness and go, actually, it was a, a really positive thing for me. And we all look at them like, what? What do you mean? That's the scariest thing on the planet. They're mm -hmm. like, no, it made me take charge again. You know, it was a blessing. And you become more aware of what's important. You know, mm -hmm. <clears throat> when you were yeah. talking about uh, Ayurveda, I'm seeing a, 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 an acupuncturist and she told me, oh, let me take a look at your tongue because um, that's also a window into your health. Yeah, yeah. I had um, on the sides of my tongue were these dark veins, okay? Mm. And she says, you've got liver problems. I said, you know what? My uh, lab results are normal. <laughs> and, <laughs> and she says, but it is reflected on your tongue. And so she showed me and then she said, I'm going to give you a mixture of herbs. And um, I said, uh, okay, I'll take them. I've taken herbs before. And within two days of taking, you know, this herb, uh, this mixture of herb um, three times a day, the, um, the veins that were on my, that were very visible on my tongue disappeared. And I've had another, uh, I've had an Ayurvedic doctor uh, also say, uh, you've got liver, you've got um, fatty liver, okay? And I said, my labs are normal. And then, and then he says, but you do. And I, I did believe him, but I also didn't know how to gauge it. The only thing I could look at was my labs, right? Mm. From Western medicine point of view. But when um, my acupuncturist said, this is, you know, showed me, um, that this is what's happening, you know, I said, let me try it. And lo and behold, you know, it's going to help me in the long run. I'm not symptomatic now, but I understand where they're coming from. And so that's also integrating um, the Virgo prevention. Part. Yeah. The yeah. Virgo part of me that's discriminating. Okay. Mm. I trust these people. I don't see it, but I can see where it's in my chart that I need mm. to watch my diet, you know, yeah. I'm just like you. <laughs> so. Vegetarian. You got to be vegetarian, apparently. Yes. You know, if you want to learn about yourself, um, the sun signs in the newspapers are fun, but they're only one part of you. Okay. Yeah. that's And that's someone trying to group everybody together. You know, it's... Um, right. Because they're like, if you're born at this time of being a Virgo, if you're born at that time, and, and I'm just using me as an example because getting into that and... Then there's the different stages of life, which Ayurveda does. You know, are you in the elder stage? Are you, you know, your and your doshas will change according to your life stages. And we change our doshas just on emotions. And seasons, you know. Yeah. Oh, um, absolutely. So it's more than just that superficial um you know, uh paragraph that's in the Sunday paper next to the comic strips. Okay, you need to delve into it. It's work, but you can, with astrology, you can understand it. There's so much information out there uh, on the internet. Again, discriminate. Um, mm -hmm. You know, nobody should should take your money um, just to get information. And um, look at how it affects you. Does it resonate with you? Um, so you have to be discriminating because like you said, there's all sorts of... Um, people out there and you you want to make sure you have an integrity with your with your teachings and your teachers exactly integrity you, is key yourself. yeah absolutely absolutely you know um it, it's such an interesting world i have to say you know there is a psychic part of it 
But that's if you're in tune. That's what I mean about this awareness, right? Awareness. It's about being in a tune. Um, so when my mom, Nancy, had her magazine in South Africa, she wrote what was called the wacky scopes. Oh. We wrote our own as jokes. We just, we knew what the, the different horoscopes were about. And we wrote our own and they were totally to be funny. And we, I mean, they were called wacky scopes for a reason. I swear things happened. True things came from them that happened. So I want to know how the heck did that happen? There was this, we had some friends in England. We sent them the magazine. This is way back in printing days. And they called and this, you know, back in the day when you had a phone call from overseas was a big expensive deal. Mm -hmm. They said in your horoscopes. And we said, again, wacky scopes, not horoscopes, wacky. We used to do Halloween horoscopes. You know, it was just a joke. And they, they, she wrote something about beware of three-legged dogs. And if a three-legged dog crosses you and needs to go somewhere or something, I can't remember the full thing. They called and they're like, there's a three-legged dog on our back porch. What do we do? And she says, give it food and water. <laughs> they were all freaked out. And so we've had these kind of things and we had to stop because things between things come true. Like, I don't know if you... Once you start tapping into things that you start to, it's like rabbit holes, right? You just start going down it and it's like, uh-oh. And it, and so I'm just saying, when you start opening doors, more doors will open and it's a beautiful thing. And that's why you need to be with the right people and read the right books and, and read true stories like what you've written and you know what I mean? To have the, and go and, and listen to your gut about people. If you, you know, if you're talking to someone and they, they seem phony to you. Listen, I think, yeah. but also discern if you're also putting up blocks out of your own fears. I think that's a, another thing. Yeah, that's um, that's a big vulnerability. Uh, mm -hmm. Fear is a big vulnerability, but you need to try to discriminate as much as you can because um, you can be taken advantage of. But if you learn about a subject, you can kind of know. Um, what you want, what you can trust and not trust. So um, that's what I wanted people to um, be able to see astrology, not as a woo-woo uh, type of- Right, right. Subject. And not as a wacky scopes either. Not as a wacky scope. <laughs> I can't believe I told you that too. I no, was like, I, I shouldn't tell her, but it's funny. <laughs> it's funny, but you guys were tapping into something. That's why you stopped. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But um, I wanted to just share, you know, you can take, um, take a hold of your own life and you can make mm -hmm. changes. Um, the biggest change that I thought was, uh, that helped me, Iris helped me, was um, when I was done with medical school, I was, I had a job and my parents and society I felt expected me to have children, a husband, and um, you know the um, the the dream. Okay, and they wanted me to be happy. And during one reading, Iris said, "You know what? Not everybody's supposed to have children." Uh, and it showed that in my chart. And when she said that, I came to the realization that. I can do other things because the potential in my chart was to be adventurous, to travel, mm -hmm. you know, and not mm -hmm. settle down with, with, um, with children. Not that it's a bad thing. When I was 18 years old, this is deep seated. When I was 18 years old, I just was thinking, Oh, I'm going to have five kids and I'll be in medical school at age 25 and then I'll be married as well. And unconsciously I had carried that. Um, Mm. trying to keep the promise I made to myself at age 18. And then when she had kind of said, not everybody's supposed to have children, not everybody's supposed to be a doctor, it kind of made sense to me. Mm. I can go on this other path. And yeah. I didn't have to um, kowtow to what society expects, mm -hmm. um, what I had expected for myself at age 18, because I had outgrown I had outgrown my worldview since I was 18, but my wishes were still 
in me. Yeah. And so that's when I saw my potential in that wheel. And I said, okay, it's all right. That's what I'm, you know, that's what I'm programmed for. And don't mm. feel guilty about not following. Yeah, it's it's interesting because it's just, it's kind of the that kinetic makeup of when you look at, when you say, you know, that in the wheel and when you look at the the different planets, right? And stars and everything. And you think, okay, well, this came here at this time. And when you understand that alignment, this is what you were born into. This is part of your destiny because of that time frame, and it's part of the actual global universal balance. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? This is this is, you know, it's like um, if you were a seedling that is gonna like a cactus seedling. Let's do that, like a little baby cactus growing in the desert of Las Vegas where you are, but um, then you were transplanted into an area like Wisconsin. Mm -hmm. in the snow you know about that i just did that i don't need to do that for a while (laughs) (laughs) i'm just saying it's beautiful though and you transplant your that little seedling in the middle of winter where it's been fine in las vegas into the winter of wisconsin and say you're going to do the same thing you're supposed to do over here it's not going to make it it's not going to work and so that's what you know to me it's like and and travel you can move around and do things but understand who you are and I think that is the beauty of what you're you're bringing to the table, and just is that we're all planetarily here, no matter what your spiritual belief is, right? Right. I mean, this has been going for for gazillions of years of people charting things and understanding the stars, and like you're saying, you know, it it's pretty much one of the first forms of civilization. So, like when we started farming, that was the beginning of civilization. Right. You know, other than that, we were out in our caves hunting, gathering, but, you know, and even, I mean, civilization is civilization, but you don't, like you're saying, you don't forget those lessons and, and don't ignore nature. Like when you're talking about, you know, I was talking about the plants and understanding and connecting with the plants, like Native Americans, like white sage, when they go harvest white sage, they communicate to the sage. Are, am I okay to take this? And you know intrinsically if you shouldn't be harvesting that sage at that time and that piece, because maybe it's not even the right time. And mm-hmm. plants have different um, things that happen. So like in 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 Africa, they have different um, antelope species, right? And so each antelope will eat a different part of a plant according to its height and its digestion. Mm-hmm. And if they swap it out, they're going to get sick. And it also has to do with the timing of the plant's growth according to what it needs for fertilization. Um, how like if they eat a seed pod, this this antelope will open that seed pod better. So the seed pod comes out in the poop and then we get a new plant. You know, so it's all in these different levels. That's why when we talk about don't kill that little bug over here, we don't understand like this whole cycle that goes in all these different ways is miraculous, but it does go down to everything you're talking about, all these little pieces of how ecology works goes in balance with the planets. Ecology and astrology are one. And human beings are part of ecology. We're the web of life. It is a web. Look at it. (laughs) It's a web of life. And, you know, if you really wanted to understand yourself, look at the map of of your life. And it helped me understand myself and go with what I wanted to do in my gut. Mm. And I wanted to show people that they too can do that, you know, by themselves. So yeah. Yeah. And it's kind of like doing your own family history and getting your family tree and understanding disease through your families. If, you know, great grandfather had a stroke or a heart attack, the same thing going to the next family we understand through DNA now and, and we understand through family history, you know, oh, you know, I have this predisposition uh, to do this or I'm musical over here. And then you'll find out like all these other relatives that you didn't know about were all musicians or something, you know what I mean? So it makes you feel like, oh, I'm part of something here, you know? So I think it's kind of, it goes hand in hand, you know what I mean? In oh, that same sphere. I think so. Um, when I started doing this in Miami, my father was visiting me um I thought okay you know what I'm not going to talk to him about this uh you know alternative medicine astrology and me going into the uh look up shamanism and practice with them and he 
surprised me. He came up and he says, you know, I heard you talking with your friend and you reminded me of my two aunts who grazed, uh, who grew plants and people all over the, the area, the village, whatever, had come to them to seek uh, plant medicine. And so I learned about myself inadvertently about my history that this isn't just my interest you know it's come down somehow through genetics mm. when he said that I was thinking wow okay so he's not going to think I'm weird you know yeah well yeah it's it's it I have a huge thing on plants too man it's and it comes down from some of our Hungarian roots I've had dreams of our great 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 grandmothers you know and one that's a healer and then they get, and we've actually done research and, and had mediums talk about this too, but it, like you visualize and it turns out it real in dreams, like this lady who's making uh, herbal remedies in a pot. And then the, the police come and we've got family members that were burned at the stake for being witches, for talking to animals. Mm. But this one lady was a healer and she would hide what she was making under a pot like I didn't even know you could have like a double like a double broiler I didn't understand all that mm -hmm. stuff at that time I didn't you know always thought a pot was a pot you know not a double pot then I found out this whole thing oh yeah and so she was cooking all these herbal things to help people and then having to hide it underneath like making a goulash or something but um yeah I haven't done any of that stuff for a while and really gone there it's time you've you're here just to knock me over the head <laughs> get 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 the doctor's hammer and knock my knees no <laughs> why do you do that what what is up with that with knocking our knees why do we have to have that okay that is a reflex what happens is there's a reflex um there's a stimulus the knocking on the knees uh, the the touching on the knees and it goes up your spinal cord and then back down a different path on the spinal cord. So what that tests is the integrity of your spinal cord um, nervous system. If that's not working through diabetes or through spinal cord injury, then it's not, there's, there, oh, wow. you can tell that there's a cut somewhere, there's a blockage. So that's why they do the, um, I just always thought, okay, it was about, oh, is your knee weight awake? You know, are you moving your leg? And like, oh yeah, I can kick back. I didn't <laughs> think, you know, that far of it. I'm just yeah. like, oh, I'm going to get my knees knocked in. <laughs> yeah, there's there's two different pathways. So it goes up one way and down another. Cool. And so that's cool. what uh, the reflexes are um, done on basic levels. That's why they do your elbow, your knee, uh, your ankle. See, but that goes with Ayurveda and opening up, you know, and acupressure is all about opening those lines. Oh, yes. Um, with this acupuncturist, I've had, uh, because I've had a, a car accident when I was oh. old, um, I always get headaches on one side. And I was surprised that, you know, with her needles, she opens up energy uh, areas to where for like four weeks at a time, I, I, I don't have any pain in that area that's wonderful you know i that's why i tried different um medicinal techniques but um and see if it works for me i'm very experiential and so that's reflected in what i decide to do with the book i'm gonna tell you everything and you know i'm kind of like you outing myself and um i do it at this time because I feel I'm strong enough mm. um, emotionally, I can stand on my two feet when I'm going to get criticism, and um, I want to bring my message out. But you know, it, there's certain um, there's certainly a time and place for everything, and right now I feel strong enough to get the critique from my uh, colleagues. Mm. But, but I I think. It you're getting people to be interested in what their makeup is and interested yes. in science and interested in people are always wanting to do their personality test. Is this the Jacob Myers or whatever it's called? I don't know, you know, all of that stuff. But if you, if it is really experiential, like you said, things, you know, that's what science is. It's one big group of experiments and who didn't like that when they were in school and you could blow things up once in a while. It was fun, you know? So I think it, it it's, 
I think it's a it's a lesson of consciousness. Truly. Yeah. Um, and and uh, medicine is not all is not absolute. You're doing no. experiments all the time uh, in cancer treatments. So when they say, "Oh, you know what? You don't know what uh, that astrology is uh, going to tell you when you're going to get married or when you're going to get a new house." Um, nothing is absolute. They can't tell you know a cancer patient, "We're going to try this, and then you're going to be cured." They can't say that either. Nothing is absolute. You just need to try it out. Try out astrology. Um, a lot of the, the people like I have some friends, um, and you know you can't you can't help it. They don't believe in astrology, but they've never done it. Mm. Okay. So, how can you say it doesn't work for you? You know, if you've never if you've never tried it. And this is not toxic, you know, it's not, yeah, you're not, you're not, you're not drinking some weird potion that can, yeah. yeah, no, it's, it's, it's just taking a good look. I mean, it's people get into their horoscopes for a reason. A lot of times if they're a crossroad is in their life, they'll do it. And um, it's prevention. It's understanding. It's, it's, it's a, it's a cool thing. So I, I'm excited for you to have it come out for everybody. Um, again, uh, go to uh, Alicia's website, aliciablando.com. That's B-L-A-N-D-O. And again, the book is out through She Writes Press, a July, a June, not July, June 27th. And uh, it's through She Writes Press, and it's called Open for Interpretation, a Doctor's Journey into Astrology. Thank you so much for joining us, Doctor. And thank you, everyone, for joining us here on Big Blend Radio. You can keep up with us at BigBlendRadio.com. Best of luck with your book. Thank you so much. Nice talking to you. You too. Bye-bye. <laughs>